Welcome back, everybody. We are your West Side Lions podcast. It is your boy, Benjamin Miller, here, the host of the West Side Lions podcast. We have a very fun one to talk about today. We are finally done waiting. We know who the Detroit Lions have drafted. The 2021 NFL draft is finally over, and we can no longer mock and predict who we're going to take because we've done it. It's over. At this point, we're going to talk about who we got because uh, we got we got some good players. We really did. So we're going to have some fun stuff to talk about here. Before we get into it too much, let's go ahead and introduce all of our people here today. We have our two regulars here, our two co-hosts. We've got Austin and Jake. Jake, I'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Ben? I'm good. I'm so finally, you know relieved to not have to just worry about what the Lions are going to do in the draft that I can, you know, sleep at night, not dreaming of mock drafts. Um, yeah. I, I am very, very happy about that. So um, I'm doing quite well. And uh, on, on our other side here is Austin Rudlin. Austin, how are you feeling today? I am doing great, Ben. Good. Had a good weekend. Went to the zoo. Ready to talk about some lions. Nice. So I know Austin specifically is going to enjoy this <laughs> podcast a lot. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into it in a little bit. But it starts off with this. We're going to jump in here with pick number one. Austin, I mean, we let's not put this wrong. We have all really, really wanted this player on our team. We all knew he would be a great addition to our team. But Austin, and I have to give him props for this, he has been banging the table Every single day since we started talking about round one picks, <laughs> since we started, he has been banging his drums here. So I'm going to let Austin go ahead and and introduce this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead you in here, Austin, and I'm just going to let you give us our pick. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. All right. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions have taken... Pen A. Sewell. Pen A. Sewell. Woo! Okay, let's talk about this. Obviously, you know, round one is the big one. That's where you get the guy who's supposed to be, you know, the centerfold for your team ongoing. This is the guy you pick up to to be the leader of your team for a long time. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, how are you feeling when you heard the pick? What were your thoughts? And I'm... And I'm going to start with Austin. Let him get it out here because I know he's excited about it. So I'll start with Austin <laughs> first. When you heard the pick of Penny Sewell, and we're not going to talk about like quite yet how he got here or anything like that. I'll, I'll go over that briefly once we talk about just our initial reactions. But when you heard the pick, what goes through your head, Austin? Okay, so I, just, I want to start with right before the pick when – so my dad, my dad and I were sitting downstairs. We were watching it, and he's like, "Oh, Devonta Smith's on the board. That's who the Lions are gonna take." I'm like, "No, you <laughs> shut your mouth. That's not happening." And <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's exactly what Jake wants." <laughs> yes, that's true. And then our pick came up, and I was super nervous until they they finally, you know, they called out his name and. I'm, and I was like, yes, I, I was so pumped, Ben. You don't even know. I, I do. I get it because, I mean, there is nothing 
more stressful when then when you're about your team's about to pick the first pick in the draft, you're expecting them to maybe move down. And instead of seeing traded, you see the pick is in and you're like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? We didn't trade. The pick is in. Who in the world is this pick for? And you're sitting there. You're just waiting and anxious. You're just so anxious. And then it finally comes across the screen. You hear the you know the commissioner say who it is, and I mean, just flood of different emotions. Um, and the pick came in so fast, too. Yes, it was right away. Um, you know what? I I'm not even gonna you know say how the rest of us are feeling because I think Austin pretty much summed it up pretty well how we were all feeling there. <laughs> um, so let's talk about how that happened. So I think one of the biggest surprises in this draft was um, Cincinnati at pick. Five, who we had talked about most likely um, picking Finney Suell to guard for their young quarterback, Joe Burrow, instead drafted one of our other top choices, Jamar Chase. And so he falls from pick five to pick six, where the Dolphins are picking. And I'm like, oh, man. The Dolphins are picking. They might take Sewell now because that's a good that's a good value. <laughs> and then they pick Jalen Waddle, and I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, Penay Sewell is sitting here at pick seven. Oh my gosh, and and I don't know if you remember this, um, both of you, but a long, long time ago, one of the very first times we ever started talking about draft prospects. Um, we were talking about one of the greatest prospects that we saw, which was Penny Sewell. And we were like, but to be honest, I just don't see any way that he's going to get to us at, at pick seven. There's just, I just don't no. see it. You know, I haven't been super high on him because I honestly just didn't believe he was going to be there for us at this pick. Um, but, yeah. But that's why I was pushing Rashawn Slater. Yes, as well, exactly. But, um, but Penny Sewell is arguably one of the closest things to a generational talent in this draft that we had besides the Kyle Pitts, Um, I'm pretty sure it goes, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Pitts, and then maybe Jamar chase. And then Penny Sewell, like those are your generational talents in this draft. And I've heard a lot of coaches say Penny Sewell <coughs> is the closest thing to a hall of famer. Sure thing that you'll get. And that's a lot of praise to be given on an offensive tackle. So, um, I was super excited about it as well. He was there at pick seven. I was a little worried about, you know, would we still trade down or whatnot? But um, we got, I mean, great value. And you're going to hear that a lot from us as we're going through these picks. Great yeah. value at pick seven for Penny Sewell. A couple things that I really like about Penny Sewell. One, he grew up a Lions fan. There's not many people that grow up Lions fans <laughs> that go into the NFL. I mean, it's just... There's just not a lot of Lions fans statistically in this world. So that's pretty awesome. And then he has that fire and and everything that we're looking for that um, Coach Campbell talked about. Obviously, the kneecap thing. You know, we want those people that have that fire and determination and grit like Brad Holmes always talks about. And he's got it. He he is a guy who has that and will be a staple in our offense. Um, And now our offensive line, I – I don't think it's a, you know, a long shot to say they're a top three offensive line in this NFL now. 
And when you do that, you can run the ball, you can pass the ball. So I would look out for DeAndre Swift to have a, a much better year. I would look for Jared Goff to have a better season because of it. Um, but is there any other things that you guys want to talk about with Penny Sewell? I know Jake, you haven't really talked very much yet. Um, is there anything you wanted to add with Sewell? Um, yeah. Um, the reason why I've never talked about him as highly as you and Austin was because the chances of us, of Penny Sewell falling to us were very slim. Mm-hmm. The Bengals need offensive line more than anything. So mm-hmm. it was it was for me it was almost a sure thing that it was going to be Suell could have been Chase, most likely Suell, but no. Suell fell to us. I thought the Dolphins were going to take him next, but they took Waddle, which makes sense for them. But um, yeah. we made the correct pick. It, in my mm-hmm. head, it was between Suell or Fields. There, it was one or the other. Oh, I was I was hoping for Suell the most, but. Um, the, that was the, that was a great pick. Um, this coaching, uh, staff, Dan Campbell and, um, uh, Brad Holmes, um, they were clearly, uh, really liked him and they were targeting him before the draft too. So, I mean, yeah, there was, there was an article that said that he was like number two or three on their board mm -hmm. and he fell to them at pick seven. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that video, there's that video, and if you haven't done it yet, go on to YouTube and re- and search this because it is just hysterical, and it makes me love Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell so much more. Just go search the video of them calling Pene Suell to draft yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell and Flippin' um, – oh, I can't think of his name right now. Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are just so awesome. Like, Brad Holmes is over here screeching and yelling. He's so excited that they got Penny Sewell. He was, like, jumping up and down, knocking over everybody in the in the draft room. It was so cool. Oh, it was so cool to see them get their guy and at pick seven. All right. Are we are we good talking about Penny Sewell now? Are we ready to move on to yeah. round two? Great pick. A plus. Yep. Okay. So yeah, okay, yeah. Let's let's rate. Obviously, Penny Sewell, pick seven, first round. I think that's an A plus as well. That's extra. That's yeah. extra credit. That's all around. That's okay. extra credit that he fell to us. A plus plus. That's a hundred and ten percent. Okay. So second round now, our pick in the second round, we picked up Levi Onzurike, defensive tackle, out of Washington. He was. Um, Rated as either the one or two <coughs> defensive tackle in the draft. He's a pass rush defensive tackle. Um, he can get interior pressure, and he's also good against the run. Um, he's got a lot of upside, and he, I think, again, which, like I said, we're going to hear a lot when we're talking about these picks. It was a tremendous value that we got it at. Um, yeah. It was reported that they tried to actually move up back into the first round to pick him up, and the scout said, no, just wait. He might be there when you pick again in the second round. And Brad Holmes, you know, trusted his guys and said, all right, well, we'll sit back and we'll wait. And he fell to him in the second round, and we were able to pick him up. And, I mean, just tremendous value there. And then that really, really helps our our lines. Um, I think that it really shows that they want to build this as the best player available for these drafts. I mean, arguably, we spent our first two round picks on, you know, positions that 
maybe are some of the, our strongest in in the in our whole team. You know, they're not our needs. They are picks that of strictly of value, which that's the way you you know you build a team is through the line and through through value. You don't try to draft for needs. So I really like this pick as well. Um, what do you guys What do you guys think about this pick, Austin? Start with you. Yeah, um, it it definitely took me by surprise. Um, I mean, in basically all the map mocks I've done, it's been you know either Penny Sewell first round or Roshan Slater first round, and then I had a switching and taking a wide receiver in the second round, and I was. A little, I mean, I was a little surprised that they went D tackle in the second round, but I mean, again, I love the pick. You know, I just build from the trenches and could be able to get a good defense, good offense. So, yeah, right. I'm totally on board mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one thing that I, I know I've talked on here before is, you know, you also have to think about, again, with value. Um, you know, if we start in round two and take a wide receiver linebacker those positions might be a little deeper in the class where if you're wanting to also fill defensive tackle needs, you're not going to be able to fill it past the second and you know third round. So I'm really happy that they did it. They did great value there. So I'm really happy about that one. You did, like you did say, there were a couple wide receivers and linebackers I might've looked at, but at the same time, uh, I think this was great value for this pick. So I I'm in love with it. Jake, what were your thoughts on uh, round two pick? Um, I think it's a very good pick. Um, it took me a little bit by surprise, considering that Jeremiah Owusu-Koromara was there. I thought he was going to be the pick there, considering our need at linebacker. But I'm not saying this is a bad pick. I think this was a good pick. There was wide receivers available too, but we 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 drafted one. We'll get to that later, of course, though. But um, I think it's a great pick. I think he's a great defensive tackle. I think he's a day one starter for this team, and I'm excited to see what he does for us. Great yeah. value, like you said. Yep, I agree. I if all right, so let's give it a grade here. I would give it um, an A minus, just because, like you did say, JOK was there, and we had mocked him to go like middle of first round, and I yep. would have been, you know, super happy with getting a guy like that. But again, great value. So to me, still a great pick. I'm giving it an A minus. Austin. Uh. Yeah, A, A minus. I'll go with A. Okay. Uh, Jake? I'm going to go with a B plus here, considering I personally would rather have Jeremiah Usukoromora, and <clears throat> I think there was some great wide receiver talent still there, too. Um, I'm not I'm not bashing on the pick. It's a great pick, but um, there was other talent there, too, but it, it, it was honestly a toss-up, so it... it a B plus and a B plus is great in my in my book. Right. Okay. So let's move on to our. We had two picks in the third round. Let's move on to our first one. This one was, I think, maybe the the pick that surprised the most Lions fans. Yeah. So first round we take offensive tackle Penny Sewell. <coughs> round two we take Levi Anzurike, defensive tackle, and then our first pick in the third round we pick up Aleem McNeil, defensive tackle out of <laughs> NC State. So it's a little bit different position. This is a your nose tackle. Um, that's what we're getting here is your nose tackle. And, um, you know, the thing that I want to start with with this nose tackle, which is, again, I think why we drafted him, he was rated, again, as a top 
four defensive tackle in this draft. We got him in the third round. Again, great value. Um, there's He shouldn't have fallen, if, in my eyes, to round three. So great value there. And, with, and a nose tackle was a position of need. If you remember, we really don't have anybody except for um, the guy we drafted last year, which is... Uh, John Penasini. Oh, Penasini, thank you. Yes, thank you. Penasini. Yep. Um, and he's only been here for a year, and it's a different scheme, and I'm not sure that he fits this new scheme. Um, and the good thing about this player, Elaine McNeil, is he's a nose tackle. However, he's not just a run stuffer. He actually has pass rush potential, too. If you watch his games, he just bowls over guys. Like, he'll still put pressures on the quarterback, which... That's rare for a nose tackle to also get pressures. A little background on Aleem McNeil. In high school, he played running back. He was also an outfielder in baseball. I mean, this guy's an athlete. And and that's kind of a common theme that they had here was they were getting fast athletes and, and guys that are, you know, explosive and actual good athletes. The previous regime did not, you know, take their athletic ability that high into account quote, you know, you know, I'm not going to say his name, Jelani Tavai, but um, (laughs) that's, that's the difference here is these guys are are picking players that are not just one-sided. They can do multiple things and are, are athletic and can really be a help to this team. So I like the pick a lot Um, because I, (laughs) I was not expecting defensive tackle at all for a second time in a row. I, and I definitely saw possibilities of like wide receiver or again linebacker. Um, Collins, Dwayne Edgecoots, yeah. Right. There was a bunch of those guys that I think we could have picked up there. Um, I'm going to give this one like a B, but again, I still love it because it was still a position of need. We're building this team the right way. We're building from the trenches. We're getting great value. That's the biggest thing for me is if, if you're going to get great value on a player, I'm not going to give you a bad grade. Like you're not going to get worse than a B for me if you're getting a great value. And and many people did not have him getting past like mid second round. So I think that's a great, great pickup for us in my eyes. So I'm, I'm giving that one a B. Um, Austin, did you have anything you wanted to add on Aleem? Um. No, not really. I mean, again, I was I was surprised by the pick with the other needs that we have, but mm-hmm. I mean, still, I love the idea of you know building from the trenches, building from the ground up. So right, yeah, I'm on board with it. And and think of this, right? So last year, we had eight QB pressures through the entire year. We had eight QB pressures. Through the entire year. You know how many Michael Brockers had last year just by himself? Eight. Eight. <laughs> and so we add Michael Brockers onto this team, and we spend two out of our top three picks in the NFL draft on pass-rushing defensive tackles. You know, I mean, they're really trying to get this defensive line back to what we need it to be, and that's exciting. So I'm, I'm hoping to see a big turnaround here. And um, I think that's going to be exciting for it to watch. Jake, did you have anything else you wanted to add on Aleem? Actually, I have a lot to add about Aleem. All right, put her out there. So I stayed home from school one day, and um, I was not feeling well, obviously. And I had NFL Network on the whole day. And you know who was being interviewed that day? It was Aleem McNeil. 
and he is a smart guy, and he's a big guy, and mm-hmm. it showed some of his film while he was being interviewed. I was in during his interview. I was really impressed with this interview. He's a well-spoken man. He he thinks he's a great player. You know, he's confident with himself, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it can get bad, but I don't see that getting bad with him. Um, I was watching his highlights, and you see this pick six he gets. A big man like Elaine McNeil getting a pick six. That was a great and play. And he's confident with himself, too. You know, he said, you know, if I get, I was given time, I think I can be a great baseball player again, too. You know, I just love his confidence. This pick took me by absolute shock. Um, I thought we were definitely going to take a wide receiver or like Nico Collins, Dwayne Eskridge, or maybe even uh, uh, Jabril Cox, that linebacker. He fell to the third round. Um, I do not dislike this pick, not at all. Um, we got two basically day one starters here, right, in defensive tackle, two right. big guys, and I think I really like Elaine McNeil. I think he's great talent. I think he's a great person. I think he's really excited. You know, I it just brings a lot of like, it just this is a very good draft. <laughs> I have a lot yeah. of adrenaline right now. <laughs> I right. definitely give this a B plus because. Of um, how much I like Lee McNeil, I think he's. I think it's great talent. I think it's not a reach at all. I think he fell to us, and I think it was a match made in heaven. <laughs> okay, Austin. I don't remember. Did you give us a grade for this one? Uh, yeah, I'll go with a B. B. Okay, cool. So, as you see, they're doing pretty well so far. Um, so then we also have our next pick in the third round. Woo-hoo! Yes. <laughs> Me too, <Melifonwu>. Yes. <laughs> um, I, cornerback out of Syracuse so this is a tall guy um very tall he's got he weighs 213 he's got super long arms um here's it, it they didn't talk about exactly what his role would be um but here's what I see him doing is the I see him kind of like what we talked about with Sean Wade if we were to have drafted him kind of play the safety who plays down in the box sometimes can cover cross routes or, or tight ends or something like that. Um, he's a little bit of a prospect that you have to work on a little bit, but we've got Aaron Glenn, so we can do that. Yeah. Um, but he's a great player again, amazing value. When they talked about when Brad Holmes was talking in his after draft press conference after day two, um, somebody had asked, you know, was there a player that, when you were picking, you were just completely shocked that they were still there for you. And he said, you know, with most of these picks, we picked off of best player available. And, you know, we we were surprised that almost all of these players were able to be picked up at our spot. However, the one that was most shocking to us by far was Afitu Malafonwu because he he had a draft grade of a second, like a high second rounder. Um so, I mean, again, tremendous value that we're getting here. Um, and, and it really helps out that cornerback position as well because we talked about how th- we might need another guy there. And, I, and there it is right there. Um, so our secondary is young. I think that that's going to really help us. Um, so I'm excited for him. Uh, before we get into grades, Jake, let's start with you because you were cheering there. Let's hear what you have to say about Ifitu. This is a home run of a pick. 
I as I don't know if you guys remember, but during my one of my mock drafts, I, I had us taking a Fitu Malafonwu. And I said, I love him. And, you know, that day I stayed home, you know who else had an interview on NFL Network? A Fitu Malafonwu. And I was more impressed with his interview. I was impressed by both. But Fitu Malafonwu really, really impressed me. You know, I did some more research afterwards, and I did, and I watched his film. This guy, his first year at um, Syracuse, didn't have a great season, right? He was kind of, I was kind of like building himself up, I guess. But his past season, he played phenomenal. He played a great role for Syracuse, and I'm excited to see what he does for Detroit. He's got the heritage in the NFL. His brother, Obi, is a free agent right now. He was drafted by the... Um, uh, Patriots in the second round a few years ago, I believe. Um, Obi Malafonwu, but um, they, obviously his family knows what they're doing. I, I mean, he's had he has the heritage in NFL. He's very good, and it's such a steal. And we need cornerback too. And I think he's great personality. I think he's a very nice person. It's good. I think he's going to be a great teammate on the team. I, I love this pick. I, 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 I personally would give this a solid A. A minus, probably A minus. Okay. The one thing I will say with uh, the heritage thing is something that also could be like a little worrisome to some people is that his brother was one of the like biggest flops. Yeah, he was NFL, a bust. Mm-hmm. Big yep. bust. So but that like could be a little concerning. But yeah, I do really I like his his play. I like his tape a lot. Um. But so, I mean, just just to keep that in mind as well. Comparing them, um, uh, you know, uh, pre drafts, I would definitely take a Fitu though personally. Yeah. I I don't think a Fitu is gonna flop. If he does flop, it's not gonna be anywhere to close as bad as Obi did. Obi did hasn't been great in the NFL, but he's in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. that's not everyone can do that. Right. All right, Austin. Let's have you talk about a Fitu. Um. Yeah. So. I didn't see this pick until the next morning. Actually, I was uh, I was a bad fan, and I went to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I saw the pick, and I was like, "Man, who the heck is this guy?" Because honestly, I I had no idea who he was when we drafted him. But I went back and I watched him tape, and I mean, this guy can play. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty happy with the pick. Yeah, again, the name of the game for this draft really is just value. Yep. And this is one of the greatest values in this draft. So for me, solid A-. minus. Mm-hmm. Austin, what about you? Uh, I'll give it a B plus. Okay. So let's move on to our round four pick. Player that we were finally ready to hear. A wide receiver. Finally, we had... Amon Ra St. Brown. I was actually a little surprised that he fell to round four. So once again, tremendous value. We talked about how wide receiver group was deep, and it was kind of surprising how the wide receivers really didn't go off the board super fast like a lot of people were expecting it to. So we were able to get St. Brown in in the fourth round at pick 112. That was amazing value. Um, I think he's going to be a great slot guy who could play day one um, and could learn 
and eventually be like an inside and outside threat. Uh, he's not going to start off as being your wide receiver one. He might not even start off and be your wide receiver two, but he's going to, you know, specifically be your slot guy for this year and could have potential to learn and be an inside outside guy and possibly be your wide receiver one or two. Um, so I think again, great pick. I would have liked to maybe see wide receiver come off the board earlier, but he's getting a lot of comparisons to like Cooper cup. And, you know, Brad Holmes was able to find him late in the rounds as well and turned out to be great. Um, so I'm, I've, I've got all the confidence in the world in Brad Holmes of, of having this guy turn out to be a good player for us. Uh, for me, I think it was a great pick. Um, but what about you guys? Jake, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about St. Brown? I love the pick. Um, uh, we need it. We, wide receivers are biggest need, and we selected it pretty late, which is a bit of a worry. But it was Amon or St. Brown, a very good wide receiver out of USC, of mm-hmm. one of the top schools for wide receivers. Um, right. That that's a real big um, hit for me, and I I really like Amon or St. Brown heading out of college. He's definitely not top five wide receivers in the draft class, if anything. But he's definitely a very underrated wide receiver in the draft class. I saw him being a third round pick. We got phenomenal value out of here, especially with a position that we really need i see him being a day one starter uh probably wide receiver three or wide or maybe even wide receiver two day one so i'm Mm -hmm. really excited to see what happens yeah i agree austin what about you uh yeah this (laughs) was another guy who i had no idea who he was you didn't know who st brown was uh, (laughs) no oh my goodness i'm I'm a bad college fan. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I went back and I watched some of his tape, and he looks really good. Um, I mean, like you said, he'll probably come in and he could be a slot receiver guy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be a good safe receiver for golf to throw to on the, yes, you know, right in front of him, five, seven-yard passes. So, yeah, yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, I think um... – Especially since slot receiver was a, a position that we had not addressed at all. Not in free agency, not in anything. We just didn't have a slot receiver. So um, that kind of fit. That was a, a good pick of value and need in that one. So um, he'll be an instant starter for us. Um, so far out of our one, two, three, four, five picks, four of them I would say are immediate day one starters. Maybe even all of them, if Afitu Malafanwu moves yeah. to safety, and is that kind of a player? Um, His brother Obi did play safety, by the way. That's yeah, doesn't really matter, but that is something right. to mention. So, I mean, tremendous value that we've gotten so far. Um, so, did did you give it a grade, Austin? Um, I'll give him an A. Jake, I'd give it an A too. Okay, I'm gonna give it an A minus just because I I would have liked to see wide receiver come off the board earlier, but again, great value for for the position and where we got him at. If I can add then, on to that, um, yeah, go ahead. Um, I would I definitely agree with that. Um, there sh- there could they really could have been a wide receiver taken earlier, and I feel like one of those wide receivers that could have been taken earlier was Amandre St. Brown, and we got him in the fourth sure. round. So I mean that's that's a steal. I mean we got. Yep. One of the top, one of the one of the better rated wide receivers 
in the fourth round. So I feel like one of the guys we could have gotten earlier is Amandra St. Brown. So I like I like I like that we yeah, got someone I like that, that we could have reached us. for and someone that fell to us. Yep. Again. That value is just yeah. tremendous. Okay. And then immediately after this pick, one of the most shocking things that the Lions had done so far, um, was they traded their fifth round pick to move up into the fourth round to the pick directly after the first round four pick at one twelve. We picked we traded up for Cleveland for their one thirteen pick and in that trade, we gave up a future fourth round pick for next year. And then we also received another round seven pick in this year's draft. So after our pick of Amon Ross St. Brown, we got to be on the clock immediately after that to pick again. And with our 113 pick in the fourth round, we picked up linebacker Derek Barnes. Now, this guy is not a guy I did a whole bunch of research on before. It wasn't a guy I knew about a ton. But he also had a round two to three grade. He was a previous defensive end, so he has a lot of pass rush ability. He also has a lot of athleticism, can can cover well. Um, I when I watched him, he's just he's just a gritty, hardworking guy, great player. Um, I didn't know much about who he was, but when I watched him, I loved him. I just loved him. Uh, so. Again, tremendous value, great player, potential to be day one starter. I I really enjoyed it, and, and they were able to move up and get this guy. They really wanted him, so they got him. Um, I really enjoyed this pick a lot, and seeing that they actually moved up to do somebody, because before this, there was no moving around in the draft at all for the Lions. This was the first time they moved somewhere in the draft. So um, what were your guys' thoughts about the pick of Derek Barnes? I liked it. Um, we do need linebacker. That's one of our top needs. And I think Derek Barnes is a great player. I didn't do much research about him before earlier, too. But after doing some research, I think he's a very good player. And it's a very good steal. I mean, all these picks have been steals. And this is almost a robbery. Like a, like a very, It's a very good robbery for the Lions. And... To add to that, we got Derek Barnes, a, a linebacker who I could see being a day one starter. We can just get rid of Jetlani Tavai out of that starting situation. Yes, please. Yep. And I really like Derek Barnes here. I think he's a really good player. Yeah, I agree. Austin, what about you? What do you think about Derek? Yeah, um, I really like him. Um, being a Michigan fan, you know, Big Ten. So I kind of knew about him a little bit. Um, he'll be a great guy to come in and start. Um, I was a little surprised. I mean, we could have had Jabril Cox, so yeah. I mean, I'm interested. I feel like Jabril Cox was a little bit higher ranked. I feel like so. maybe because a lot of he he got injured at the LSU pro day, so he wasn't able to work out originally with all of the other LSU players for their pro day. So no, no linebacker coaches were able to get a good vibe on his athleticism and everything. And then he had his own pro day, like a day before the draft, but no linebacker coaches could be there. Um, I think he might've been able to get drafted much earlier, except for that. I think that set him back because no linebacker coach was able to see him. Um, 
So I, I maybe would have been okay with Jabril Cox, but also if, you know, if these coaches would not have done their homework on them and they're like, maybe there was something that was sticking out to them that worried them about Jabril Cox. Um, Cause like, yeah. I mean, we talked about, we talked about even grabbing him like second round. So if he's fallen through the fourth round, okay, maybe there's something we don't know about. And um, you know, I, at this point, they haven't messed up any picks before this, so I'm I'm yeah. trusting them on this one. So I'm excited about Derek Barnes um, for this one. Yeah, because of that thing where Jabril Cox was available. Um, however, still getting a position that we've been chomping at the bit for of linebacker, um, a good player. I'm going to give this one a B. What about you guys? B plus. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. And then our final pick that we picked up in the round seven from the Cleveland Browns, pick 257, only a few picks away from (laughs) the final pick of the draft, uh, we picked up a running back, Jermar Jefferson. Um, This one was a little interesting to me. I think, you know, once you get to round seven, especially late in the round seven, you're not really picking a guy for like value or anything like this. You're not even picking him for specific um like great um athleticism or, or numbers or anything like that. You're basically picking a guy that, you know, where could where could a position possibly surprise people? And I feel like the position that most people get surprised by like undrafted free agents and stuff like that is the running back position. Mm-hmm. Um, where James Robinson. A, yeah, exactly. Where you can have a guy come in, Philip Lindsay, um, guys yep. that can come in and, you know, you're not expecting much from them, but you could also get really surprised. And if you cut them cause they don't, whatever, it's a seventh round pick that are, it's irrelevant basically. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what I, I didn't really care. I, honestly, if I had to, if I had to say, I really just didn't care about this pick. Um, what were your guys' thoughts about Jamar Jefferson at pick two fifty seven? Austin, start with you. Uh, yeah, I was. Again, I was really surprised they went with running back. Um, I mean, we already have three really good running backs, so I I didn't really see the need for a running back, but. I mean, like you said, that I mean, not not a whole lot of uh, oh shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Expectations. Um, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, I mean, I I went back and I I watched, I looked at some of his stuff that he talked about after he got drafted, and um. I mean, he's just looking to come in and prove himself, basically. Right. I mean, he's he said he was ready to, you know, he he was so surprised that he, you know, he went this late, and he just wants to come in and prove himself. So, I mean, I love a guy who will come in and do that, you know, work his butt off every single day. Mm-hmm. So, I'm happy with it. Yeah, agreed. Jake, what was your thoughts on this pick? Um, This pick sh- definitely shocked me, Um, but I really like this pick, actually. Um, as Ben said, running back value has decreased. You know, some of the top running backs this year, for example, um, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. If these guys were in the draft, I'd say probably, you know, four years ago, three years ago, 
I'd say top 10 pick, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. But now that um, running back has been, like, like been kind of, like, been, I don't know if the word is here, but been kind of well, looked so down I, on I've us. Talked, yeah, I've talked about this a little bit, is the fact of running back is such a short-lived position Yeah, that, you know, you take so many hits and everything, you know, you'll be great one year, and in two years, two years you'll you'll be sidelined because you're no longer good anymore. I mean, just look at Todd Gurley. He had unless you're Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, even then though, yeah. you're not getting the same. You know, the same. Carry on Johnson were. year one or Adrian Peterson. Adrian, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at Todd Gurley. One of the biggest examples of this that I always tell people when I talk about the running back position. You know, he had that year with the Rams. It was tremendous. They gave him the huge deal. And then all of a sudden, yeah. following year, it's just like, okay, what? Where did this guy go? Honestly, heartbreaking, honestly. So that's just a position that you don't waste a, a top-round pick on because they are not. They probably won't be around for the long haul. And that's just kind of the nature of the running back position. Um, it's very rare to find a, a guy anymore that is there for multiple, multiple years. It just doesn't happen. You don't find the Adrian Petersons anymore. Uh, you don't find the the Alvin Kamara's or the or the Frank Gore's. It's it's very very rare to find that anymore. And those guys, like everyone thought Saquon Barkley would be like the next kind of those guys, they go like top five, and then you know there it is, and can't even yeah play a full and season. And then he, yeah exactly, and then you know you're yeah. thinking he's going to be this great long player for you, and he has a great first season, and then next year he gets injured. That's just the nature of the. Yeah. That's just the nature of that position. That screws me over on fantasy. Yes, exactly. So I mean, running back <laughs> I had to cut position. him after he tore his ACL. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that getting a running back who you you know, it's the seventh round pick. No fan is gonna hate you if a seventh round pick you cut because it's a seventh round pick. Nobody really cares once you get past like round five. I'm going to be honest. Most people don't care. Like they most likely know that you're not going to be there. The only time they really care is if one of those guys pops off and is an immediate, like, where did this guy come from type of a deal? And, you know, maybe you get that with this guy. I don't see it, but it's a possibility. So I think, um, I think it was a good pick. Um, I, I, again, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't really care about him, Um, but I'd like to see him be a camp body that maybe could learn and, and prove people wrong. I'd love to see it. So for that reason, I'm going to give this a B plus grade, um, just because it was a running back and not like a, a defensive tackle, where basically you know what they are is what they are. You're not going to get a whole lot of hidden talent with a defensive tackle late in the draft. Um, but maybe maybe this guy can prove something. So I'm going to give it a B plus grade. What about you, Austin? Uh, I'll go with a C plus. C plus. Okay. Oh, you're you're killing that average here, <laughs> J- yeah, Jake. What about you? Um, I was gonna add on to what I said. Um, sorry, sure. but um, under a top three offensive line now like this, um, there's he could really prove to shine. Like for example, James Robinson, Philip Lindsay, undrafted free yeah. agent running backs, who shined year one. And yeah. Philip Lindsay hasn't been bad since. Uh, I mean, he's been okay. Mm. He's never fumbled. <laughs> 
Okay. I mean, that's not really the census of good or bad running backs, but yeah, but okay. Undrafted. You, you know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying though. I do. Um, I think it's a solid B pick. You know, you can't go wrong with running back late round. You know, sure. it's, it's not really a risk. It's, it's right. a prediction. Yeah. It's, it's hoping that he could maybe grow into something. It doesn't hurt to have four running backs on the, on the roster. Yeah. Have one is no. a camp body. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. And maybe and, he can show something. And especially, like you say, injuries are very common within running back. Yeah. He's probably going to get a shot this season to uh, yeah. Yeah, he be might. number two running back, number three running back. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I think overall, um, real quick, I'll just overall grade for the draft. I'm giving it a solid A. I think this was tremendous draft, got tremendous value in every pick, um, was able to do really the building. Uh, not, we're not at that point where like we're one pick away or two picks away from competing. We were in the building stage and I think we did a great job of it this year. I think we got the players that we needed to build with and, um, the positions that we needed, um, to actually build instead of just, uh, do flashes in the pan. So I, I really enjoyed it. I'm giving this a solid a, what about you, Jake? I would definitely give us a solid a, um, we didn't make a single bad pick every pick was a good pick or a phenomenal pick this was Mm -hmm. a great draft and it's really exciting whole new coaching staff all new all all, a whole new gm and a whole new head coach and this Mm -hmm. is their first draft it's really exciting these are great players out of college and um i'm really excited to see what they do with them this is this was very exciting yeah austin what's your overall grade for this draft um, yeah, I was really happy with this draft. Um, for once, I wasn't left scratching my head yeah. about why did they take this person or, you know, why did they take this person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tease DeBoer. Um, Jelani <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could go on and on and on about bad picks of the future people mm-hmm. that were in charge. Or past people that were in charge. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, I was I was really happy with this draft. Um, I'd have to give it a solid A. Perfect. So there it is. From all of us here, we've given them a solid A here. And as much as we all disagreed with each other beforehand of what we needed to do with that pick seven, trading whatever. I mean, if we're all giving it an A because they they nailed it, then they they nailed it. Um, so I think that was a overall great draft. It was one of the better drafts in the NFC North. Um, I be, I believe that <sighs> next week uh, we are going to talk about the rest of the NFC North draft. <laughs> yeah. There was a hot, hot topic that happened in round one of this year's draft. And before the draft. And before the draft. <laughs> biggest news. Biggest news, not even pertaining to draft that cracked down before the draft happened. Hopefully we'll have more news on that by next week. Yes, but we are going to leave that for next week. Give a little bit of a a little teaser, a little hangnail here. Keep you on your toes. Make you come back next week for that. I'll give you a hint. It's got something to do with quarterbacks. (laughs) Anyways, so we are going to talk about all of that (laughs) next time. Uh, We're going to take a look at each of the drafts and talk about some drama that happened in the draft with quarterbacks and a little bit of outside that happened with 
the quarterbacks. And then we'll also take a look at, because right now they're currently in the process. The Lions are currently in the process of signing some undrafted free agents. So once that all gets, yes, once that all gets finalized, we're going to go over if there's any um, mention worthy names in there. We'll take a look at that next week uh, because we're going to kind of run out of things to talk about here pretty soon uh, in between now and when the season starts. So we're going to kind of split stuff up. So that way we can keep coming to you guys, uh, you know, weekly or bi-weekly if we, if we are running out of things, but we will, Leave the fun, most exciting stuff that happened on the draft day for next week. Um, But until then, you know, as always, I always say it, go follow the podcast on anchor.fm site. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You've heard me say it multiple times. You still haven't done it. Go do it. Go follow us. Subscribe to us. Leave us messages. We want your messages. We want to hear what you guys got to say. We want to answer questions that you've got. So leave us messages. Do it right now. Do it. No, right now. Go do it. <laughs> All right, fine. Whatever. Anyways, go ahead on there. Do that. And then make sure you leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you guys got to say about it. Um, anything else from the from the nut, uh, peanut gallery over here? Nope. Nope. Austin, oh, nothing? Risk. That was, that was the word. Oh, my God. Okay. And with that, <laughs> we're going to end it out here from all of us here at the West Side Lions podcast. Go Lions! Go Lions!